Well, over the last few, uh, few months in our household, we've had the privilege of being included in a very special conversation, and that is possible baby names. And um, I've forgotten, because it's uh, at least 21 years, 22, 21 years since we last had to even think about that. And, uh, and so it was fun to actually engage in that. And I actually felt that I could be of particular service in this regard. Sometimes when you get stumped on a particular baby name, thinking about categories can be, can be helpful. For instance, if you were to think about categories of, of, of rifles, come some wonderful names, Remington, Winchester, and so forth. I mean, distinguished names, aren't they? Not very feminine, though. I mean, I don't know. What, it might be a marketing thing, but you, you don't sort of have a, a 45 caliber Lucy, do you? Or for some reason. So, and we got a bit stuck there. I did better in introducing the category of motor cars. For instance, you could have an Aston Martin. Now, there's a boy's and a girl's name. Aston for the girl, Martin for the boy. How's that? Or colors, colors. Periwinkle. Perry for the boy, Perry Mason, and Winkle for the girl. The conversation kind of wound up at that point. Anyway, thousands of years ago, a couple who didn't really have to think through names in particular, Mary and Joseph, the name actually for their expected one was actually given to them. Let me read to you um, from Matthew chapter, chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Two names. Two names that you need to remember this Christmas. The first one is Jesus. Not a common name in Western society. I, I remember walking in on the lounge room one time and, and my son, Nat, was playing soccer on the on the Wii, and uh, you know what a, what a Wii is? It's a technology. It's not. You know. he was, anyway, so so I saw something on the screen that you know his name Nat, and he was playing Jesus, which I thought, well, you I mean that's uh, not going to do anything for your self esteem. <laughs> you want to you want to win a game of soccer? Don't play God. Um, but. But I, I said, why is Jesus on the screen? And he said, oh, it's some kid in Mexico, Dad. I'm playing with him. Now, this is, imagine my mind. I, I didn't realize over the internet you could actually be playing against another player in another country. 
Um, absolutely incredible. And so he was playing Jesus in Mexico in soccer. And he was winning. He was doing, doing well. That obviously isn't who we're talking about when we talk about Jesus. In fact, in the Greek, the word Jesus is the translation of the, the name Joshua, which means God saves. Now, God saves. God, God saves us from what? It's explained here. You will call him Jesus because he will save us from our sins. We need to be saved from our sins. Do you remember many, many years ago, and I'm, I'm sorry, you do have to be sort of probably 40 or over, um, the movie The Mission. It had a great score, which is the music that goes with it, not the Rotten Tomatoes rating. It had a beautiful, amazing music that went with it. And there's this scene where this slave trader, um, after killing his brother, adds to his sins, he kills his brother and, and realises that he is at an all-time low. He makes friends with a priest, and through this priest, he, he finds himself uh, um, discovering who God is, that God loves him, and God can forgive sin. He joins the priest on a particular mission. They're going to go up this very, very steep, treacherous area, these waterfalls, to reach a forgotten people. And with him, this former slave trader is, is taking this whole big bag of goods and chattels, of, um, valuable trophies that he has uh, accumulated for himself. But really now they simply represent Sin, burdens, that everything that he has done wrong in his life, this is his, this is his bag of burdens, this weight that he carries around with him. And he's going to take it up to the falls and somehow, in some weird way in which he thinks he's doing penance, he's going to give it to the people that he, that he once used to persecute. As they're making their way up the falls, he and the, the priest are, are slipping on the rocks it's a very, very difficult climb, but it's made worse for him because he has this, this big bag of stuff that he's carrying with him, these reminders of a past life that still haunts him. And he gets to a certain part and, and he slips on the rock and he starts to fall and the priest, taking pity on him, just thinks, you don't have to carry that. You don't have to do penance. You don't, you don't have to carry that all the way to the falls. So he, so he comes down and he meets him and he takes out a knife and he cuts the rope holding this bag, and the bag drops some 30, 40 metres back down the falls. And the former slave trader thinks, no, it's not that easy. I can't let go of it just like that. And he crawls back down the falls and he picks that up again and then he makes his way laboriously back up these treacherous rocks. You see, he knew in his heart of heart that you can't just deal with your past your hurts, your failures, your disappointments, you can't deal with it that easily. Something has to be done with it. And when the angel announces that he shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins, God here is dealing with that reality. You can't just cut off your past and let it drop away somehow and forget it. Something more has to happen with that. But what is, what is beautiful is that Jesus does deal with it. Unlike the, the movie where that slave trader continues to carry it all the way up the falls, 
Jesus knows you can't just cut that burden off. But the reality is you can't carry it either. And so what Jesus comes to do when he saves us from our sin is he does cut off that bad. He takes that weight, that burden of sin from each of us, all of our failures, all of our disappointments, and he carries it himself to the place that he was going. That was the cross. Because the cradle which we remember at Christmas always sits in the shadow of the cross and the cross is always placed just before an empty tomb and that empty tomb reminds us of a throne and that's where Jesus is now, reigning forevermore. His name shall be called Jesus. Two names to remember this Christmas. Jesus is the first one. His name shall be called Jesus for he shall save us from our sins. He takes your past. He takes that burden of sin. He takes it upon himself and he takes it to the cross and he deals with it once and for all. You simply have to believe that truth. The name Jesus deals with our past. But there's another name here as well. It's Emmanuel. Now again, not a common name, although we all know Emmanuel because we have Emmanuel Azali here with us. But this name means God with us, whereas we know Emmanuel is flying out on the 1st of January, so it can't be this guy here. Now, Emmanuel means God with us. It's, it's a quote from the prophet Isaiah who made a promise, a special promise about the presence of God, which will be with us forevermore. In other words, when we hear the name Emmanuel, we are hearing a promise from God that you'll never be alone again, ever. God is with us. You don't have to worry about turning to him. He is always turned towards you. God loves you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And his name, Emmanuel, guarantees that. It's a promise of his presence forever and ever and ever. I heard of a story just this week of a church in the Netherlands called Bethel Church in, in The Hague. They had a family who had refugee status in the Netherlands for nine years, actually. Um, he had, the father received death threats from his, his country of origin, Armenia, and so they were taking refuge in the Netherlands. They'd been there for nine years, and for whatever reason, bureaucracy or whatever, they were about to be deported. Well, they regularly attended Bethel Church, and... And as it became more and more apparent that they had exhausted all of their appeals, appeals based on the welfare of the children and all these other appeals, it seemed that for some reason this, this whole case was just covered in red tape, had got too complicated, and they faced deportation imminently. Well, they lived in a refugee village not far from the church, and you can imagine as they, as they came, to, came to the church, their, their family facing this deportation. You can imagine the church's response, what can we do, what can we do? And of course, they'd been in prayer for this dear family for a long time, but, but now it seemed like every avenue had been exhausted. But somebody remembered something. By law, you cannot, the police cannot interrupt an ongoing church service. <laughs> well, who says they have to go for an hour? 
or maybe some someone who's got a turkey in the oven. But they realise that the police can't interrupt an ongoing church service. And so this dear little family decided, oh well, it's good to worship God, let's keep going. So from the 25th, since the 25th of October until even now, a beautiful service of worship has been going up from the Bethel Church in, in La Hague, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In fact, when other churches found out about it, um, pastors from all over were putting up their hands and saying, yeah, I'll come and, I'll come and help with that. They had a list of 400 pastors who were willing to come and help keep this service going just 24 hours a day, seven days a week until they could find some reasonable solution with the, with the government. Basically, a family who could no longer find refuge in the world. They needed refuge. They found it in the church and then they moved in. <laughs> they decided to make the church their home. And that's the way it had to be. You can imagine, that's breakfast. Where are we going for breakfast? The church. Lunch, where are we going? Want, want to do lunch? Yeah, where should we go? Church. Dinner, oh, let's go out tonight. Church. Sleeping in the church, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They, they made the church their home, literally. The name Emmanuel reminds us that God deals with our future. You'll never be alone again. He will always be present with you. If you are at that place where you can no longer find refuge from, from the world in the world, then God, God is the perfect home for you. When you find God as your home and you choose to make your home in Him, you are making Him your abode. You are choosing to abide in Him. To have a relationship with him where he will never, ever leave you. He will never, ever forsake you. Interestingly, the name Bethel means house of God. House of God. Literally, this little family made God their home. Two names you need to remember this Christmas. The first one is Jesus. For he can save you from his sin. The second name is Emmanuel. God will be with you forevermore if you make him your home. I guess I say this every Christmas, don't I? I give you an invitation. If you've never understood the, the message of the gospel, the good news, what I just was preaching, these two names and how they encapsulate that. Jesus, he will save you from your sin. Emmanuel, he wants you to be at home with him. I guess I say this year after year, but not because it's my job. Oh yeah, I, I get paid. But because it's such an honor and because I believe it with all my heart. And if I had a lifetime to spend with you and, and tell you whatever it was that I thought might be important, my philosophy of life, I could probably just encapsulate it in the 15 minutes we've had just now. The most important decision you could ever make is that decision to make Jesus Lord of your life, to place your trust in Him and be at home with God forever. I honestly believe it with all my heart. Not because it's a job, it's just a heart. I wonder if you want to do that today.
I wonder if it's time for you to come home. I wonder if it's time to make your home with God. It's the greatest and most important decision you'll ever make. Two names, one person, a world of difference. And it starts with a simple prayer. A prayer is something like this. Bow your heads with me and, and maybe if you just feel like it's time, I want to make my home with God. If it's time, here's a prayer that you could pray. Jesus, there's so much that I don't understand, but that probably proves you're God and I'm not. And maybe I don't have to understand everything. Maybe the very fact that you're God means, yeah, there's mystery. I accept that. But this morning, this Christmas, it's starting to make sense. I believe that you are who you say you are. You are Jesus. And your promise is to save me from my sins, from the past that is such a burden to carry around. Would you take that burden from me and would you carry it, please, to the cross and deal with it forever? And I believe that you are also Emmanuel. Here's a promise for my future. I'll never be alone again. Alone with my thoughts, alone with my worries, alone with my doubts and alone with my anxiousness. I'll never be alone again. For now, here's the promise. God is with me forevermore. I believe that. And I claim it. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for saving me from my sin. Thank you for bringing me home. I want to make my home with you forevermore. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you started a very beautiful new journey and one of the pastoral team would love to talk with you a little bit about that later or maybe a mature Christian that you know. Love to chat with you about that, what it means and its significance. What it means to be now part of the family of God. The Lord bless you. A wonderful Christmas. Very special day. Hot one. Put on sunscreen. Stay cool. And remember two names. Jesus and Emmanuel.